Is there is there news or? No, I mean kind of a little bit. There's something I want to do analysis on. Okay. Or should we? I'm I'm skipping the collapsing. It hurts my ears every time. Hi guys, welcome to Kingdom Hurts. Hi. I'm Dee. I'm Helen. And this is Trash Town. No, this is Kingdom Hurts Town, also known as Trash Town. I hope we don't hear the cat meowing outside the door the whole time. Maybe I should let her in and pick her up so that she shuts up. No, it's fine. She'll be fine. She'll live. Anyway, what's up, guys? I'm really tired on this Friday at 6.11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's been a really busy week. Yes. Um, okay, let's jump right into the biz. Um, new products that are, well, not coming out, but have been announced... Um, there is a new set of, uh, key ring thingies. Key ring things? The little, or not little, the really heavy, um, they, they're called 3D foam key rings, but I'm pretty sure they're vinyl or something. Um, so the new designs they're releasing are Halloween Town Sora, Roxas with a Keyblade, Axel with Chakrams, Terra, Aqua, Nomination, Halloween Town Donald, Halloween Town Goofy, and um Earthshaker Keyblade and Rainfell Keyblade, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Um, so those are coming out uh December of this year. Um, and then in Kingdom Hearts Jewelry News, they're releasing some more stuff. There's a ring uh that says Kingdom Hearts on it, um, a Mickey, Donald, and Goofy necklace. It it looks like they're probably all sterling silver, I would assume. Um, and then apparently this is these costumes look really cute, um, but uh, Ruby's Japan is releasing Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck uh, Kingdom Hearts costumes, uh, arriving late August, according to the tweet I'm looking at. Um, there is a Kingdom Hearts badge collection that is releasing October 2017 in Japan. I assume it will come over to uh, the States later, Obviously. hopefully. Do you want me to go grab um, your water? No, it's fine. There is, okay, Sora, or yeah, Kingdom Hearts 1 Sora, Dream Drop Riku, um, what looks like a recoded Mickey, definitely recoded Sora, Donald, okay. and Goofy, um, that's all on one pin, um, and then an illustrated Roxas, um, the illustrated Sora and Kyrie off the Kingdom Hearts 2 cover art, and what looks like Chain of Memory, Riku's Chain of Memories illustration art. So those look all really cool. I don't know how much they're going to be. Um, I'll come back to that later. Um, there is a card sale. Yeah, okay, so the company is Ichiban Kuji. Um, has, they have extended their Kingdom Hearts card sale to September 22nd, and it looks like they added a couple more character prints. <clears throat> and the ones they added are Casual Roxas, a Organization 13 Roxas, and an Axel. I was going to try and load the page, but now it's not wanting to load for me to tell you what the other ones are. But whatever. We'll come back to that. Uh, in birthday news, um, it was Will Friedel. I think that's how you pronounce it. Friedel. It's D-L-E. Friedel. Will Friedel. Yeah, okay. The guy who voiced Cypher, it was his birthday. Why is his name um, Friedel? No offense, but I just think it sounds funny. Why is your last name your last name? Because my made, parents are awful? Well, I don't, maybe he got made fun of for his last name, just like you did. Okay, so fair enough. leave him alone. 
Um, but yeah, he turned 41, and that was either, to, it says 20 hours ago, I think. That was probably posted yesterday, the 10th. So happy birthday. Um, Allison Stoner, who voices Kyrie and Shion, turned 24, and oh, now I'm depressed because that's how old I am, oh, and geez. I'm not famous or a voice actress or yeah, anything but cool. You also are pretty. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna comment on her as a person. I think you're pretty. I will, well, no, I will keep my uh, identity politics out of the podcast. I think you're pretty. Thank you. Um, I won't keep my gay out of the podcast. You can't stop she me. She turned 24 also uh, um, on the 10th. And I feel like I missed one. Oh, yeah. And Sid's voice, um, the original voice, Chris Ed- Edgerly, um, turned 48. That was five days ago. So the 6th. 6th? 6th. Yes, the 6th. And yeah, that is it for birthdays. Um, or do we want to. Jump into my analysis. What's your analysis oh, then? Okay, so Game Informer posted an article that, uh, full disclosure, I have not read yet about. Well, we are going to read it on the podcast. Cool. It says everything you need to know about the Kingdom Hearts story. Oh so, boy. Yes, we're going to be going over this with a fine tooth comb. Oh boy. To see how much correct information, needed information, and other they have included. In this article. Also known as not enough, probably. Well, it looks like it's a decently long article at the very end. Not long enough to go over the Kingdom Hearts plot in its entirety. Mm, Probably not. But it it it. hits on most of the games. Well, let's see. So, let's see. Alright, excitement is at an all-time high for Kingdom Hearts 3. Blah, blah, blah. Two meaty trailers, blah, blah, blah. Huge fan of the series. But then I realized, as I watched the trailer... I'd mostly forgotten the story setup for this new game. Dude, how do you forget the story setup? Oh, I'm are sorry. You kidding me? How do you I managed I... to forget most of the nitty-gritty details, even though I had played all the games. Maybe you shouldn't be writing an article on this. Oh my god. <laughs> no offense, dude, but you should probably be writing on everything you need to know story when you know things about the story. Well, It says, I've taken a deep dive back into Kingdom Hearts lore and have emerged to bring back a primer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Here's everything you need to know about what transpired between the second game and now. Oh, so he only covers the second game, so he might still have left stuff out. Recap. Kingdom Hearts 1 is about defeating Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, blah blah blah. To do this, he kidnapped seven princesses of Harpazor, stopped him, and saved the day. So... That's right a, that's off the a, bat. That's a very... Uh, that's a very, 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 very... Oversimplified version of Kingdom Hearts 1. Yes, right off the bat, uh, he doesn't talk about Kyrie being a fucking princess of heart. Nope, not even a little bit. It's, uh, it's kind of an important part of the first game, don't you think? I mean... Don't you think? Just a little bit. Sora's trying to rescue these princesses of heart, and, you know, they go back... And you don't realize it, you know, I understand you don't realize it till the end of the game that Kyrie's a princess of heart. But still. But it is, the fact that her heart was part of Sora is a, is a very important part of but the you later know, games. you know, she's a girl. She's a girl, yeah. And you know. Ba- get, me, me, 
<laughs> Male gamers don't care about girls. Uh, Remember? Yeah, that's the truth. We're not going to get into that. In Kingdom Hearts 2, a new group of baddies. Organization 13 took center stage. <laughs> a new group of baddies. Um, I don't think that's exactly accurate, <laughs> first of all. Second of all. This is where things began to get complicated. Dude, things Not have really been complicated dude. the entire time. Also, he doesn't mention birth by sleep at well, all. I think he gets into that later, so oh. we'll we'll get to that. I'm gonna talk about things as they come up in the thing. Um, he talks about um, how uh, nobody is uh, created, which is you know important. You learn that near the end of the story, you learn that there was a one once a group of scientists who had been performing experiments on people's hearts. Blah blah blah. He's referring to, of course. Um, Ansem the Wise and his apprentices, the originals of organization, or the founders, I guess, the of the Organization 13. Of um, and, you know, the guy who wrote this article says, goal was to destroy a bunch of heartless to create new kingdom hearts with sore stops. This leaves out the beginning of Sora's um, concern about using the Keyblade. It's less evident in the games that come after it, but, you know, it's, I feel like the fact that he has that um, admittedly kind of minor slip-up in his own character yeah. is relevant to him as a character. Yeah. So. It really is, though. Um, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Talking about Ansem. Um, okay. So, they do go over, which is pretty important, Ansem the Wise, um, trying to stop his apprentices, um, from performing these experiments to turn people into Heartless or whatever it was. <clears throat> um, and then he talks about Xehanort being split into a Heartless and a Nobody, and how the Heartless took the name Ansem, and the latter became Xemnas. Which, and, yeah, that's important, for sure. And he does, uh, iterate that Xehanort is the source of the antagonist from the first two games, and I'm sure he'll talk about more how he's a villain, basically, throughout the entire series. Um, okay, uh, so here's what we know about Kingdom Hearts 3. Believing light and darkness must remain in balance, Xehanort wants to spark war against the, quote, tyranny of light to restore equilibrium. Okay. Uh, I guess that's accurate. From, well, I think that's, if anything, that's in reference to the trailer where, um, Ericus and, um, Young Master Xehanort are playing chess. Um, in an effort to undermine Xehanort's plot, Sora, Donald, and Goofy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay, so this is accurate. Seven, they need to find the seven guardians of light and, quote, the key to return hearts. And Kyrie. I hope so. Mickey and Riku search for previous Keyblade wielders, which, of course, he has not gotten to it yet in this article, refers to the Wayfinder trio. Um, Aqua, mainly. And probably. I would assume this is... I would think this is correct as this has stood true, but um, the author also goes on to say, Kingdom Hearts 3 will be a classic battle between the forces of light and dark. Xehanort is finding people to join his cause. Sora and his pals are doing the same. And, of course, it's going to end in a big battle. Yeah, so... That's just kind of how the game works, though. That's the yeah. formula for and, the game, which is yeah. good. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to be getting any more information about Kingdom Hearts 3 in general. Um, just because Nomura said he's going to keep his lips tightly sealed and about releasing. And Nomura's very good at that. Yeah, he's very good at not releasing spoilers. So anything about the plot that might come out later is going to be, I assume, interpretation from the trailers. But it sound, But from what we've discussed before, it sounds like 
we're only going to be seeing the worlds that will appear in Kingdom Hearts 3, so I highly doubt there's going to be a yeah, lot Yeah, I mean, the only relevant... real plot clue that we got with the last trailer was that people have gone missing, or toys have gotten gone missing. That and the relevance of the, quote, mysterious black box, but I yeah. think we get to that a little later because I saw something from uh, back cover. Alright, so first section is going over the bad guys. Xehanort grew up on Disney Islands, correct? But that is oh wait, wait 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 uh do I spot something bad here? Okay, so alright, off right off the bat, um I think before addressing Xehanort having grown up on Destiny Islands, this guy should have gone over Birth by Sleep first. Yeah. Because Xehanort the Xehanort on Destiny Islands is not the same not is technically the same Xehanort we meet Sora first meets. Um but again, we'll. But it's technically not the Xehanort that we encounter throughout the rest of the game yeah. in the form of Zeminus and Ansem. I, he, he talks about it in the paragraph after this. Um, uh, in birth, it says, in Birth by Sleep, he realized that to access Kingdom Hearts, he must make equal forces of light and darkness clash in a Keyblade War. Um, That's accurate. So accurate so far. Grew up on Destiny Islands, wanted to explore other worlds and found a way to leave the world and eventually became a Keyblade Master. I assume that that story will be gone over in Greater the third depth. game. Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> right now we don't know how he left his world, but... Somehow. Um, if it wasn't anything, a gummy ship, but yeah, somehow. If... Hi, cat. I see your foot. <laughs> um, you if sure? anything... It's fine. If anything, I my uh, first assumption would be he left the same way Riku left the islands, through power of darkness which would make sense because it is xehanort yes um and then let's see he talk. uh the author goes on to discuss um about xehanort's plan to forge the keyblade or the x-blade whatever you want to call it um and how that doesn't work but he does possess terra and see i would have personally he didn't talk about ventus at all well no but I'm like I said. I'm sure that's gonna be done later. I understand, you know, setting the um, how he wrote this, but um, I just don't like how he set it up. Cause personally, I just would have gone over the games in timeline chronological order. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. We are looking at this to determine if the author put enough correct and uh, relevant information in this. Um, talks about uh, how defeating a, someone's heartless and nobody will allow them to reunite. Yes, that is correct. And that is how the old version of Xehanort that we see in Dream Drop Distance got uh, resurrected. And then Baby he Dork, talks- basically. Yeah, he talks about how to forge the X-Blade. I'm just gonna call it the X-Blade because you guys won't know the difference of me trying to say key versus key, so. They sounded identical to me <coughs> and I'm right in front of you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he talks about how you need what the process is to forge uh, the X Blade and basically Xehanort's uh, plan of what he wanted to do. And he's getting his thirteen vessels of darkness, um, as we see at the end of Dream Drop. The okay, uh, I might take umbrage with what he says here. The way he goes about it doesn't make a lot of sense. He essentially gathers versions of himself throughout time to join a new organization thirteen when he's thwarted once again in Dream Drop Distance. The versions of him return to their appropriate times, but he says he'll be back. In Kingdom Hearts 3, his goal is to recollect 13 dark vessels to clash with seven lights. So, um... I have issues with that, too. 
Yeah, no, I make, I, it makes sense to me. I can understand, you know, the first time playing Dream Drop Distance, it's kind of difficult to follow how the timeline stuff works. Right. Um, but basically, the, the very, very basic version of how time, time travel works, um, I guess maybe in just Xehanort's case, is that you have to have a version of yourself at the point you're trying to access and the point that you're coming from. So, in the very beginning, when Xehanort was at his youngest, when he was still on Destiny Islands, his husk of a self that we see as that cloaked figure in Kingdom Hearts 1 is the one that went all the way back to that first time to set everything in motion. Actually, now that I think about it, that might have been how uh, young Xehanort first got off the yeah, island. It is, it is <clears throat> a version... It, it's weird, because it's paradox theory is basically yeah. what this is, and it's yeah. par paradox theory is intensely complicated. Um, paradox theory also has a lot of ways it can go wrong. However, um, <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. This is a special interest, okay? No, go ahead. Um, but paradox theory basically states that events that occur are set in motion by the knowledge that they need to be set in motion in the future, and it is it is inherently a paradox. It should be impossible, mm -hmm. and it, has, it also has a lot to do with fate, because this paradox should not be able to occur unless it was fated to occur. However, it occurs because it was supposed to occur. Yeah. Does that make sense? Which it shouldn't. No, I, it really shouldn't. I understand what you're trying to say. It's the... Um, an easier way to think about this is the grandfather paradox. Uh, no, not well, the grandfather I mean, paradox. The grandfather paradox is a failed version of paradox theory. Paradox no, I know. Theory... That's why I'm using oh, it okay. as an example. Use it as an example. It's still a th an example of paradox theory, right? Uh, technically, yes. I guess, well, yeah. Technically, so the grandfather paradox is, um, would you explain it since you brought it up? Um, yeah, it's basically, um, I'm sure most people have heard of it, but, you know, you go back in time and kill your grandfather, or, yeah, you yeah. go back in time and kill your grandfather. But and then you're you, never born. And then you're never born. But if you're never born, how do you go back and kill him in the first place? Exactly. But paradox theory of the type used in Dream Drop is the refined version in which your paradox is that you're able to go back in time in order to set in certain um, events in motion, but you do it in such a way that it does not compromise your own existence. Yeah. Which is why Xehanort would have to then rely on a version of himself in both places, because he already exists. Yes. If he tried to go somewhere before he existed, he could screw everything up. And um, the other thing with what he said, um, the author implies that all the 13 vessels that we see in Dream Drop are all versions of Xehanort, That's... and that is not entirely true. Two of the dark vessels that he has are Isa slash Syx and Bragg slash Zigbar. Which and are other people, obviously. Yes, but the point of the original Organization 13 was for <coughs> uh, um, Zemnis, Xehanort, whatever you want to call them at this point. They're basically the same thing. They are, honestly. Um, he was going to use them as his vessels. He was going to turn them into himself, which is why um, Zigbar had the streaks and the yellow eye. Because Zigbar is, is um, of the vessels so far, Zigbar is the one who's been in contact with Xehanort the longest, and he's the one furthest being turned into some part of Xehanort. That's why he looks that way. Yes. And, um... Think of Isa, it like a parasite, or a symbiote, but probably a parasite. Let's and be real. And Isa, you 
he has, uh, or Saix has much subtler um, traits. Traits that have changed. I'm looking up a picture of. Well, he's got the eyes. First of all, we know that he's well, got the eyes. But no, that's the... that's what I'm looking at because I can't oh. remember if, if his, his eyes, eyes are color? already yellow. But I'm ninety. Okay, yeah. So no, his, his eyes are... yeah. His original render as Isa, his eyes are green. So. One, he's got the eyes. His eyes are yellow when he joins organization. Also, 15. his hairstyle is and, very similar to Xemnas's. Well, that's neither uh, here that's, nor there. But he doesn't but, have the silver like like. No, like he Zigbar doesn't does. have the silver like Zigbar does. But his ears Point. are pointed, which they are not and, in his eyes. Render. Yes, in his eyes render, his ears are not pointed. His eyes are not yellow. So Isa has a much um, subtler change to him. And if you look at even the higher-ranking members of Organization 13, not a lot of them have even both of those two traits. Zaldin has the pointed ears, um, but he does not have yellow, uh, the golden or yellow eyes. And, um, fuck, uh, Vexen, Lexeus, and, Ayen- and Zexion, Zexion, none of them have any of those traits. Nope. And, you know, we learn the point was to try and figure out who was worthy of taking becoming a vessel for him? And part of this is part of this is also why the fandom kind of picks up on Syx kind of being Xemnas's favorite, mm-hmm. because Syx is one of the few members of the organization who is actually worthy of that particular yeah. honor. And Xemnas, much like many psychopaths, would consider that an honor. Well, yeah, and I sure. mean, if anything, you could look at it from a power imbalance of Syx as being groomed. Yeah. Which is definitely accurate, I would say. Um, totally possible. Yeah. That's why people pick up on that, because it's true. Because Syx really is Xemnas's favorite among the members of the organization in terms of becoming a vessel. He's ideal material. Yeah. Um, and then, so, I don't... Uh, the last um, line of the bad guys section of this article uh, says that Xehanort's goal is to recollect the 13 dark vessels. I don't know that he'll be recollecting new vessels. Um, I think what he has implied is that there is already, you know, obviously there is a fated battle that is going to happen. I think what he will be doing is ensuring that all these versions of himself will again be at, in the same place. The yes, same time. be at. I'm assuming the Keyblade Graveyard. I don't know if that's gonna be where the final battle is. It could be. All right, let's go on to the good guys and gals. Um, oh, so... I would want to point out though on the that last bit about the Xehanort Z- mm-hmm. possession thing. Mm-hmm. Just real quick, when Terra is possessed by Xemnas, his changes happen like lightning quick. But that's oh, because yeah, but that's because he's being pos- he's being fully possessed. He's not having a portion of Xehanort implanted into him like a little. Yeah. Disgusting little parasite. He's being fully straight up possessed and it's fucked up and that's why his changes are so severe. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this next part is going to be talking about our, uh, protagonist trios, I'm assuming. If he doesn't mention Kyrie, I'm going to be mad. Oh, I'm sure he will, but, um, well, maybe not. Oh, fucking, we'll see. Doesn't look like it so far. Um, (laughs) all right. So he's... Author starts off talking about the seven lights that uh, Sora and Riku are going to be trying to gather. So, um, so for sure we know that three of them are Sora, Riku, and Mickey. That is correct. We know another three are going to be Aqua, Terra, and Ven. 
Terra's status as being light. one of the guardians of light. That's iffy. That is very iffy, yeah. Because That's one, so they iffy. need to save him first. And two, he could be in sort of the same boat as Riku. Because Riku is not, like, purely a... He's be- really not a being of pure heart. He's just not. Yeah. I mean, he's gotten, you know, obviously he's a lot better. He's doing great. But Terra's entire plot is how he's not a being of pure heart. That's like his whole plot line. Again, but you have to consider that um, Terra and Riku's storylines parallel each other very closely. They do. All right. So, talks about how um, the Wayfinder trio foiled Xehanort the first time. Talks about how um, in Dream Drop, Sora lost a lot of power, which is true. And that's part of the reason why he couldn't wake up. Uh, and that's also how they're going to get away with us starting the game with absolutely no skills. Well, hey, yeah, that's what they... I think it's actually rather... That's what they did in a, in a um, fucking chain of memories. No, I know, but I actually think it's rather um, smart to build in your starting from the bottom, now we here dynamic into your storyline. I think that's quite cool. Started from the bottom, now we're here, now we've fallen back to the bottom. <laughs> now we're here, now we've fallen all the way back down. Yep. Um, okay, so at the end of Kingdom Hearts 0.2, Mickey and Riku set out to find Aqua, which is true. Yes, Aqua is, and he talks about how Aqua is in the realm of darkness. Save my wife. Um, and they also, and that Mickey does know, or Mickey and Yensid know where Ven is, which would also be true, especially since Mickey has met Aqua in the realm of darkness before. So, um, the author refers to the place where Aqua hit him in is Castle Oblivion, which, as we've discussed before, Castle Oblivion is a changed version of the Land of Departure. (laughs) Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna like this part. And, um... It also talks about how there's, uh, how Ventus is essentially still alive, is that part of him lives on in Sora's heart, which is also why Roxas looks like him. And this is the part where I feel like the author needed to explain a little more about Kyrie being, um, part of Sora's heart, but... Again, that's just how I would have done it. Alright, so we also don't know where Terra is. That is correct. He We is... don't fucking know where Terra is. Fuck, we don't know. Yeah. Um, my assumption, actually, is... I can't remember which game it's in, but there is a scene where Xemnas goes down into... Not room the Room of Repose. Well, no, he goes into a secret room in um, the castle in Radiant Garden, and he's supposedly talking to someone. But we can't and, see who. Yeah. And he has Aqua's Keyblade armor, but if I am not misremembering, I think the pile of armor we see on the ground is Terra's Keyblade armor. So, and there's another possibility that I don't think many people have really explored that actually just now occurred to me. Hmm. When Terranort became a nobody, it's possible that it created two different nobodies, Xemnas and then a nobody of Terra. Mm. Possibly. I... It's a stretch, but it is possible. Yeah. Be... Because there's technically well, two hearts there. Yeah, and that would be not entirely unprecedented because Sora's heart created both Nominee and Roxas. Exactly. So. And there, there is a possibility that Xemnas has Terra's nobody in a secret room somewhere that we'd have to break the fuck out. 
But yeah. that's, I, I still think it's a bit of a stretch, but it's it's not so much of a stretch that, that, it's, in, that it's implausible. Yeah. It's completely plausible. But no, I wanted to read this line to you um, about oh Xehanort and Terra that they slipped in that I thought you would enjoy. It says, in a manner that would make, that would have made Palpatine proud, Xehanort tricked him into embracing that darkness, and at the end of Birth by Sleep, Xehanort was able to possess him. Do it. God damn it! Y'all can't see the face she made. But it was ridiculous. For the record, it was Palpatine's uh, Palpatine's actor's birthday this week. Was it? Yes, it was. And the Star Wars Twitter happy posted, birthday. Wish happy birthday to your emperor and an unlimited power. And then a picture of him going, and going, do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> and so. So okay. do it. Oh my god. Will you let me finish this next part? Okay. And. Okay, so um, they do say that it's not explicitly mentioned who the the uh, seventh guardian of light is, but they do address that it will be Kyrie, or that it's implied that it will be Kyrie. So I really hope that's the case. Um, Quentin Flynn, or not Quentin Flynn, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about him because he's been super active on Twitter. He's at Game on Expo oh, yeah. this week. I think this weekend? I don't know. He's at Game on Expo in Arizona, or he will be, which is cool. And I think some, a couple of, like, one other Kingdom Hearts voice actor is going to be there. I don't remember. Shrug, I don't know. But, yeah, she's, um, w- and, um, he addresses that she's been training with Merlin. So that's cool. And okay. Kyrie's important. Alright, so her. let's see. Um, Sora, okay. Yes, he wants to bring back his nobody. Alright, um, and he's trying to give form to Roxas. He, okay. He may also do the same for Shion. Yes. yes. I think that is... Because Sora doesn't know who Shion is, and he's only seen her, I think, once. In that scene in Dream Drop, where he thinks he's seeing Nominee, he grabs her hand, and it looks like Nominee from behind. She turns around, and it's Shion. And they talk about how Shion is basically a replica puppet in the same way that there is replica. there was Replica Riku in um, Chain of Memories. And does Replica Riku still exist? Um, I believe technically he does. He just escaped Castle of Blue. He's just somewhere. We don't fucking know yeah, where he is. Yeah, because he's, he's in supposedly, the wind. yeah, supposedly Riku killed him in his last fight with him. But we also see him with Axel at the end of that game, and he is the one who killed Zexion, and took his by essentially taking his power. Um, but at the end, I think he just leaves Castle of Basically, Replicus in the wind, and he could be a wild card that we don't know about. I doubt it, though. I, I doubt would... it, too, yeah. but that'd be cool. Um, blah, blah, blah. I like Replicus. She had been, she had to be destroyed to repair Sora's memories, which is true. Um, but she, yeah. So, they talk about Shion being a puppet, which is correct, how she, get, she didn't retain free will, um, in the beginning, she... Developed free will. Yeah, she developed free will because, basically, Roxas made friends with her. Yep. And that's Make how she started... Make friends with people. It does good things for them. Yeah, that's basically how she developed her personality. Um, and then they talk about Lee, who is the somebody to Axel's... To the red-headed Axel's nobody. And, uh, on that note, uh, according to Quentin Flynn, he's yet to do any recording for Axel yet, which makes me sad. But On the other hand, that may soon. just mean that it's not far enough developed for them to need the yeah, voice no, actors. Yeah, probably not. Um, there is a, I mean, it, well, honestly. They're probably gonna, 
um, have the Japanese voice actors go first. Yeah, and they're going to want to work out all the game mechanics before they actually get things working, because what's going to be happening is, to do the facial animation in the cutscenes, that is not high priority when you're making a game. It's, it's, it's like medium priority. Oh, I need to get up and stretch my yeah. butt sweaty. Sorry, <laughs> my ass is sweaty. Anyway, but like, when you're making a game, they're going to work out all the game mechanics, and I think Nomura has implied that the game mechanics are not entirely worked out. Yeah, no, they're not. So, once those are worked out, then they'll move on to voice actors and animation for the plot line that Nomura has created. Yes. Um, but that's, that's down the line for a while. So, he talks about Lee and how he's, uh, he was revived the same way Xehanort was. And, um, if you didn't understand again from earlier, when someone's heartless and nobody is destroyed, the original person, or the somebody, whatever you want to call them, becomes whole again and is revived in the place where they originally died. Which is why Axel, Yenzo, Elias, Dylan, all of them and Evan, came back in the same place. And that's why Axel was confused when Isa hadn't come back. Because as well. Isa should have been there with him. Yes, because it's implied that they uh, were together. They were together when they died. Yes. Um, talks about him having a keyblade and how he's also training under Merlin with Kyrie. I really hope we get some footage of that. I really hope we get some footage of that too, and I really hope Axel's getting his ass kicked. All right. Because um, Kyrie deserves it. The distant it. past, called yes, this is correct. The Age of Fairy Tales. Uh, before the first Keyblade War, you know, this is basically talking about the uh, plot of Cage Bat Cover and Cage Union Cross. Which just had a story update, by the way. Yeah. And apparently the Japanese version also had an update. They're so, they're so far ahead, I have no idea what's going on in that plot line. So, oh god, please don't ask me for clarification. Because we have no idea. Because right now I have no idea. As far as I am, I am... Finish? No, not finishing. Working the latest, on. yeah, the latest storyline is in um, story update. Is in a uh, fucking Castle of Dreams. Fucking uh, Cinderella. Can I get a? Can I get a <laughs> Keyblade Boy? <laughs> can I get a weed? Uh, a weed? Can I? Can I get a <laughs> Nobody Boy? Can I get uh, a puppet? Can I get a? Not shafted female character. Anyway, (laughs) that might be a little bit harsh for uh, these sensitive minds. But please don't hurt my girl Kyrie. Give her more screen time. We love her. (laughs) Um. Anyway, so uh, the master of masters, who we have talked about ad nauseum before. That asshole. Yes, we have talked about him ad nauseum before in. uh, like episode three or something, I think. Yeah. Um, and they talk about the Book of Prophecy. Oh, okay. So. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, so he does not go into what I don't think is enough detail about the other Keyblade Masters because they're important. They 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 are. They are important in that they know what's in the book in the Book of Prophecy that talked about the first Keyblade War. Like I said, I don't know if he's taking if this author is taking any um, story element information from the Japanese version of uh, Union Cross, but <laughs> um, but it doesn't seem like it. It seems like he's taking most of it from back cover. But even then. The Union leaders are shown to be of some importance, even if we don't see them in Kingdom Hearts 3, which I think is a little doubtful, because it sounds like they're At least in a flashback, maybe. Yeah, maybe, but it sounds like their big debut 
is in back cover and in uh, Union Cross. So, blah blah blah, their effort to prevent the Keyblade War, they actually initiated it. Yes, which we've talked about before, um, because of their differing versions of the Book of Prophecy. Um, because, you know, the Master the, of Masters isn't exactly yeah. consistent. And the Master of Asshole. Masters telling them that there is a traitor among them. That caused a lot of dissent, and I yeah, think... Which was on purpose. Yeah, I definitely believe that was per... Uh, planned. Pre-planned. Premeditated. Pre-planned. I feel like that teacher from the Amanda show who always spit when he said Okay, please don't peas. spit on the mic. Come on. Oh my That's god. I have a pop filter. Stop. <laughs> I'm not even that close to the mic. I'm standing up because my butt please. got Please. Um, Stop. And... The author says a few elements from this story, which, again, talking about the Age of Fairy Tales storyline, will play a role in Kingdom Hearts 3. I don't know that that's entirely true. Lu we know nothing about Lushu. And since we know nothing about him... That's why we could speculate wildly. Yes, well, that's why we were able to speculate wildly about him in episode 2, Lushu is Mushu. I think that's it. <laughs> yes, it is. Um... You remembered your own title. Good I job. Did. I usually barely remember what episode of the podcast we're on. <laughs> you also usually don't remember what you had for lunch the other day. I Ow. usually have the same thing. But that's, that's because I make it for you. That's not the point. Um, okay. Uh, so anyway, he, uh, the author addressed uh, Lushu, the keyblade that um, the Master of Masters gives him, and the uh, addresses that this keyblade is now in Xehanort's hands. All correct. It also addresses the black box that also appears in Kingdom Hearts, in the Kingdom Hearts E3, Kingdom Hearts 3, E3 trailer that Maleficent asks about. It doesn't appear, but Maleficent <sighs> wants to know where the fuck it is. Yeah. Which implies, how the shit does Maleficent know all this shit? Like, yeah. bitch, you're, you're a lizard. Oh, okay. Bitch, um, you're a lizard. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I love her, though. I yes. love my lizard okay, bitch. Okay, so author discusses about Master of Masters pur purposely uh, starting the Keyblade War. I, d I definitely believe that's true. Yeah. Um, some fans have noticed that the six apprentices are named after the seven sins, and the box is engraved with the name of the seventh. Is that what true? Oh, well, I guess What's Ava could be Avarice. Oh, no, Ava's Avarice. Um, said... God, oh god, I, I know what these are. I know, I know Envy, envy is Envy. envy. Um, um, Gula's Gluttony. Um, which Lushu is Lushu is lux Luxury. Or yeah, lust, Luxury, same thing. Yeah. Um, which would remember. mean that Ira, said Ira, oh, um, Ire. Ire, Wrath. Um, I actually never thought of this before. I didn't even realize this. said <laughs> what's a said? I have no idea. Maybe pride. A said Maybe. might be pride, because the thing that sets him off is Gula being a little shit. Well, yeah. So. And then who else is left? Um, well, no, because the, there's only six of the apprentices. Well, no, the I know. The seventh is on the... Okay, so Ava, Envy, Ased, Ira, Ira Gula, Gula, and Lushu. And Lushu. So, yeah, that's all six, and I don't know who's... I don't remember, but I would have to look at that trailer again. Because I have not looked at that trailer again in a while. Can you find a picture of the black box so you can try and figure out what's engra engraved um, on it? Because I don't remember and it will bother I me. will in a bit. Um, Gotta wait a hot minute. The author says, 
could this mean that the box somehow contains the Master of Masters? What? Which just reminds me of this article about Taylor Swift being pulled out of her hotel room in a box so she can avoid the paparazzi. Well, now I'm just thinking of, <laughs> of you know, Lucia sitting there and he goes, da 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 To entertain himself in the middle of the And then the Master of Masters goes, pop goes the weasel. He is a little fucking weasel. Anyway. So, oh, that's actually a really funny mental image, and I hate myself now. Yeah. And, you know, so the author addresses that his summary in this article isn't entirely detailed, completely detailed. Uh, there are some even more convoluted details that I've had to leave out. If you're a purist, the best way to prepare for Kingdom Hearts 3 would be to go ahead and play all the games. Again. So. Which is what we've done. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely, I think, um, very basically, this, his, the article is uh it's not bad but i feel like there's some things that should have been discussed a little more that i personally think are more plot relevant than the author gave them credit for um but yeah i mean in general it's it's really not that bad it wasn't a bad article um it's i got that from game informer so if any of you are interested in reading it go ahead um they also Check have game a guide informer. for what they think is the best way to uh, play the games in order. I don't... Mm. I've never looked at that, but I assume there is as much controversy over that as there is about in what order to watch the Star Wars movies. Probably. So... Let's be real. Probably. Yeah, and, um, okay, just doing that one thing has run us very long, so... That's gonna be the whole episode. That's gonna be the whole episode, yeah. Um, we will do our organization anagrams maybe next week. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't, uh, been keeping an eye on our Twitter... Uh, I did. We did mention that since Helen is doing one last summer class, um, our upload schedule is going to be a little off until they're done with that because uh, Get they have credit that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, they have um, classes. A couple weeks left uh, to that. A couple, yeah, a couple weeks left to that. So we'll probably continue uploading on uh, Sundays until that point. We might keep that upload schedule depending how I feel about it. Um, we'll see. But yes, we'll see. Um, next weekend or yeah next week we might not have an episode because we're going camping camping for, for helen's birthday we get to take our um, fucking cat with us yeah so we'll uh update you on that um if i remember to she's gonna be on a leash all weekend yeah but um yeah keep an eye on our social media for updates in regards to next week's ep or the next episode we still haven't made a gmail that. Yeah, don't look at me like that. I don't I don't think I'm going to make one cuz I'm lazy. So whatever. Um but yeah, Tumblr asks will do. Yes, Tumblr asks will do. Twitter DMs will also do. Slide into them. No. Um <laughs> but yeah, so hit us up on Tumblr and uh Tumblr and Tumblr Facebook. And Tumblr and Facebook. We are under Kingdom Hurts Podcast. On Twitter, we're under Kingdom Hearts PC because Kingdom Hearts Cast and Kingdom Hearts Podcast were too long. We are on iTunes. We are on SoundCloud. Um, I still don't know about Spotify. We'll try to get that going, but I think you need to do a lot more complicated stuff for that, and I'm really lazy, so maybe I won't do that. Um, but yeah, and um, I guess shout out to Game Informer for giving us a nice article to analyze this week. Thank you, Game Informer. If anyone from there listens to this, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to tear your article apart. But we, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, it is um, a really good guide. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Oh my god, I'm 
bacon in here. You sound like your mom. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, I'm bacon in here. Holy crap. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good rest of your week, day, whatever.